Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That is Vince Tagliavia. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We're live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that was Nenya, 99 Luftblunds. And, uh, man, what a, what a different time the 80s was, you know? Even with the Cold War, <laughs> you know, rolling down, the 80s were still, like, cool, man. Like, yeah, let's put some smoke in the background, slap that bass, you know? Like, yeah, dude. Wow. Good stuff. How are you doing tonight? I, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. For uh, for those just joining us, you know, Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We're live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Uh, this is where we talk about the unfolding global conspiracy. This is where we kind of lay it all out. We pearl string the events that are occurring in the past to the present and potentially what happens tomorrow and the next week. And um, we we have a uh, a good reputation here because we don't bullshit. We don't sugarcoat shit. We, uh, we, we don't promote hopium, uh, although I think hope is, is definitely something that we all need to have, and I think that there's better ways to go about for having hope. Uh, but we've also been consistent, and in, in consistently, not right, but not whole, not what are and we should be coming back up right now. Um, yeah, lo- love it, don't you? Don't you absolutely yeah. love it? Oh, I mean, I can't get enough of it. This is just how these things roll. I apologize, everybody. FBI Jim has shut us down, but we are back up now. <laughs> um, it happens. I, you know, my computer, it, Windows 11, it's showing an update. Unfortunately, there, it's outside of my hands. I got a Windows 10 laptop sitting around here. I'll probably just uh, move to. Um, don't know why it froze. Right. It just happens occasionally. But uh, go ahead and join us back on the stream. 
And, uh, oh, they're saying I'm not back yet on Rumble. There we go. Okay, now um, we are back. There we are. Yeah. All right, we are back on Rumble. Okay, good. So, this is where we basically pearl string everything and look what's happening in the world. And right now, we are experiencing something that I've been talking about since 2020, which I called the Firestorm event. And this deals with uh, foundational levels of how society is structured. And you start with your social, your cultural, your institutional, your academic, your political institutions. And you start to infiltrate them and you destabilize them to the point where it's, you know, ideological and and radicalized on both the left and the right. And you separate and diverge them in that point. And what that does is that has massive effects as well when you're when you're also creating terror and uh, disrupting supply chain and infrastructure. So once that happens, now all you need is a catalyst at the top, a global economic collapse, a black swan event, or World War III to break out, and everything else comes crashing down. So we are in the midst of this firestorm event right now. We're watching it unfold. And, uh, you know, as Natalia says here, uh, who knew 99 Red Balloons was actually predicting the beginning of World War III? And this is interesting because I, I know there's a lot of theories out there right now. And the Pentagons came out and talked about um, the objects and, and all this stuff. Today, uh, U.S. intelligence community's leading explanation for the three most recent unidentified objects shot down over North America is that they were being used for commercial and or benign purposes. So there's a problem, and, and I said this a little... The Bill Mitchell, if you guys don't know Bill Mitchell, he's pretty popular on Twitter. He said the Lake Huron balloon octagonal object was just at 20,000 feet. So why did our fighters use heat-seeking $400,000 Sidewinder missiles to shoot it down when a few cannon rounds could have done that job? Balloons don't have heat signatures, and a missile is overkill. The response I, from the government on that question two days ago was that... Firing conventional bullets is a danger to the jet fighters. That's but what they said. Si- Sidewinder missiles are not a danger. To- <laughs> like one Sidewinder missile, they still haven't found it yet. Like they launched it, it, it went by, yeah. and yeah, they haven't they found it. But you know, know. is that a crazy answer? I don't get it. I'm not an expert in fighter jets, but um, we'll have to find out if that's accurate. It didn't seem accurate yeah. to me. So this this is actually the leaked audio from the F-16 cockpit. I I wouldn't really call it a balloon. Cockpit audio reveals F-16 pilot who shot down the octagon-shaped object over Lake Huron did not know what it was. As Pentagon says, $400,000 Sidewinder missile that missed the target landed harmlessly in the water. Yeah, okay. Uh, Let's listen to this audio here. Definitely looks like something, uh, there's uh, some kind of object Uh, 
So that's kind of the audio that was discussed. He really didn't know what to call it. I think he calls it. I'll just call it a balloon. He said there is strings or lines hanging down from it. Um, I'm sticking with my theory. I think my theory that I've said is is kind of uh, spot on with what I think is happening here. And I think that there's a legitimate reason for national security to cover it up. To basically do what they're doing. Let's let's listen to if you guys know Tom Green, the actor. Let let's listen to what he has to say. Uh, I never knew. I never realized that Tom Green was like awake. But anyways, hi, I'm Tom Green, and uh, forgot to mention the other reason this uh, UFO uh, information is coming out now is because they're trying to distract us all from the fact that we're uh, about to get released the Epstein Island list as well as what's going on in Palestine, Ohio, with the train derailment and the chemical uh, release of chemicals into the air, uh, which is being called possibly as bad as Chernobyl, and the fact that World War III might be about to start uh, in uh, the Ukraine uh, war between USA, Russia, and China. So that's what's going on. Good to see you guys. Hope you guys are having a great day. Uh, there's UFOs. <laughs> UFOs, look over here and don't look over there. Uh, UFOs. I love it. I was just like, all right, that's what's going on, everybody. Take care. Yep. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah. So what what is my theory on what's happening with these balloons? I'm just going to let me let me pull it up here and we'll go about it. If you guys didn't check out my Twitter earlier, I put a long, drawn out explanation about what that is. I've been doing some really long posts lately, which I... I I'm okay with. I mean, I think that uh, there's there's reason to look at these as such. And give me one second. Let me pull this up. And while I'm looking for this, a few announcements. Tonight, we have our After Dark chat on Social Red Pill. So that starts about an hour after, um, about an hour after the show. And I will post the link before that actually comes out. So uh, that's an After Dark chat. Everybody's invited. Just got to be a member of the socialredpill.com. Uh, for those that don't know, I was on Stu Peter's show today. So Stu Peter's show, I was on there talking about Firestorm event. I was talking about East Palestine. Um, I was talking about what we're calling burn pits for the U.S. government. About how these uh, chloride neurotoxins latch on to spike proteins. So go ahead and check that out on Stu Peter's Rumble channel. Um Excuse me. As well as we also have the Battle of the Streams going on. Much appreciated for everybody who helps support us there. Rumble, Facebook, DLive, and Pilled. Thank you guys for everything that you guys do. We're going to get those. Uh, I'll get those chests and the uh, the scratching released here in just a minute. But let's bring this up. Why are gaslighting and distractions used through propaganda to manipulate the social narrative when it comes to the balloons? High altitude balloons have massive advantages in the battlefield. Communication, ground mapping, navigation, sensor extension, system linkage, and more. Why balloons, then all of a sudden, mysterious objects? The DoD will never admit to this, but it's pretty simple, actually. Autonomous drone reconnaissance. 
The balloons act as a sensor extension for detecting radar and viable threats, as well as remote control facility for drone flight and charging. The last three objects, in my opinion, were most likely autonomous drones that used the balloon relays. They were probably mapping out U.S. terrain to develop highly accurate targeting packages and also detect various strategic ground-based military assets and movements. The balloons link together in a network very similar to the U.S. military Link 16 and then provide an expanded range of sensors and for ground-based drone control. Also could easily be used for a remote charging station for specific drones. That's my interpretation of what I think is actually happening here. Now, why would NATO or why would the United States of America hold this from people? Because if our United States airspace is being infiltrated by Chinese drones or some foreign country's drones, that's a massive national security blunder. That's like, that's bad. And yeah. nobody wants to be looking weak right now. Nobody wants to basically, you know, acquiesce to the world and say, ah, yeah, we, we let Chinese drones over our country with balloons. Oh, we messed up. Nobody wants to do that. Um, so I think that, that this whole UFO thing is a propaganda campaign pushed mm -hmm. out there by the government, that you calling them UFOs and UAPs specifically, to get people to look up there and go, oh my God, UFOs and aliens, when in actuality yeah. they're trying to distract from what it truly was, a national security blunder. At the same yeah. time as you have other events that were occurring as well. Go ahead. It gives them plausible deniability with all of it. It, it To does. some extent. And then, uh, do you think this is tied to the natural disasters we've seen, like the earthquake, for example, in Turkey? So I'm going to talk about that here in a, in a little bit about uh, something that actually happened today, which was quite interesting. Um, it cool. very well possibly can be con uh, connected the geological terrorism that we're seeing. Uh, I don't know yeah. if that's, that's one hundred percent true or accurate, but it, it potentially could. Now, right? I was thinking maybe that could be the case because of what was said over the last couple of days. Um, China accusing us of being in their airspace, for example. Well, we were, and then. <laughs> What? Yeah, we were. we were. Yeah, most likely we were. Yeah, absolutely. Most likely we were. we were. But the way that it was phrased when the White House spoke on it a couple of days ago was we were not in Chinese uh, airspace. We were not in Chinese airspace. But then they're saying, well, were you in the airspace that China considers its airspace, but we might consider Taiwan's or somebody else's? And then he's like, we were not in China's airspace. And that's all they would say. So yeah. I think that everybody's in everybody's airspace right now. I agree. And you're right. They're covering it up and just gaslighting the public because knowledge is power and they don't want us to be powerful. I'll tell you what. That's right. Now, NORAD uh, released a statement earlier. Uh, the Alaskan region of North Air uh, American Aero uh, Defense Command, NORAD detected track, positively identified and intercepted four Russian aircraft entering and operating within the Alaska Air Defense Identification Zone. ADs, Russian aircraft remained in international airspace and did not enter American or Canadian sovereign airspace. The Russian activity in the North America uh, ADIZ occurs regularly and is not seen as a threat, nor is it actively seen as provocative. NORAD had anticipated this Russian activity and, as a result of our planning, was prepared to intercept it. Since Russia resumed out of the area long-range aviation activity in 2007, NORAD has seen a yearly average of approximately six to seven intercepts of Russian military aircraft. These numbers have varied each year from as high as 15 to as low as zero. 
Two F-16s intercepted the Russian aircraft. Supporting Nor NORAD aircraft included uh, two F-35A fighters and one E-3 Sentry AWACS and two KC-135 uh, Strato tankers. <clears throat> so, what do I have to say about this? Do you guys remember the 16-year plan with Hillary Clinton? Does anybody here remember what was supposed to happen when Hillary Clinton won the election? War. The 16-year plan. War, I think. 2010, we had the Rockefeller plan put out, which talked about global transition. Uh, many conspiracy theorists, including Alex Jones, for a very long time, talked about what was known as the 16-year plan. This was eight years of Barack Obama, eight years of Hillary Clinton, that would ultimately lead into the development of the New World Order. For those that don't remember how this actually unravels, is what was supposed to happen is Hillary Clinton promulgated war with Russia. This came about from her rhetoric that we saw pre-election. The war with Russia goes nuclear within two years. The whole world goes into a devastating post-war, post-nuclear war dystopian ship. A massive pandemic strikes around 2018 to 2019. Interesting. And the world population is greatly reduced, of which ushers in the new world order. A new structuring of society, a new structuring of government and politics and all of this. Now, what's interesting is if you looked at the rhetoric from Hillary Clinton during that time, 2015 to 2016. She was talking, uh, you remember how she was going against Putin and calling Donald Trump disinformation agent with Putin, all this stuff. Uh, Putin was developing nuclear weapons. The United States wanted to put up military defense shields within bordering NATO and non-NATO nations, including Ukraine. And Russia yes. did not like this. And Putin said, we will go to war over this if you do this. And Hillary, Hillary Clinton touted that. Yeah. Right. And Hillary Clinton basically came out and says, we're all we're doing is defending ourselves. It's everything we have the right to do. And Putin said there will be war if this happens. Well, Donald Trump won and none of that ever happened. But immediately when they removed Donald Trump, the hiccup of 2016 to 2020, what happened? Russia invades they, Ukraine. Yeah, exactly. And all of a sudden, within two years, what is the threat? Nuclear war. See, they just put the 16-year plan on hold until Donald Trump was out of the way. And now they're progressing forward with it. That's where we're at right now. Is the... the the global cabal, through the guise of their police state, the United States, is looking to get into a firefight with Russia. Yeah. They want war. And there's a thousand and one reasons to understand how this is happening. Now, those, those Abram tanks that we talked about, they're already yes. on ground in Poland, waiting to be taken over to Ukraine. And I'm telling you, Right when they get into the Ukraine, you know what's going to happen? They're going to be shot down. Yeah, probably. So, one of the major provocations of war that I've seen. Um, so, one of the systems that I worked on in the military was known as CWIS, the Phalanx Close-In Weapon System developed by Raytheon. Thing's a badass. It's R2-D2 R2 with a boner. Everybody's seen it. It's like... Rah, rah, rah. You've seen them in the movies on naval ships. They're like the white dome thing that look like R2-D2, right? And uh, they have a 20 mm Gatling gun on them. Um, I, I've seen these things. They have like 
when I started, we had the one alpha, but now we have like we had the one Bravo. They're probably on the two Bravo now, but uh, basically mm-hmm. manually control them. And um, we would have Cessnas fly by carrying a one mile long tether with a uh, what they call them drones, but it's basically just like a a cylindrical um, object that SeaWiz would lock onto. And uh, gotcha. it would be, yeah, it would be like a one mile away on this tether. And the Cessna would fly by, and SeaWiz would actually go up there and lock on to the the half inch steel cable, and start shooting the steel cable. Okay. Wow. And in thirty six hundred rounds a second. Okay, th- this thing is, or thirty six hundred rounds a minute, but it's like, I don't know if I was supposed to say that, but, <laughs> anyways. This thing shoots basically with electronic triggering. So the, the 20 millimeter rounds are electronically triggered and they come out incredibly fast. So you can go through 3,600 rounds in, in a very short amount of time. When it was originally developed, they utilized a certain round known as depleted uranium or DU rounds. Um, the Navy moved away from DU rounds on the 20 millimeter Gatling gun on the SeaWiz for um, uh, reasons because it's on the ocean and the rounds go into the ocean and depleted uranium can affect obviously the water and such. Um, they moved to Tungen rounds afterwards. I remember we did the offload of the DU rounds. Um, but DU rounds have been used for a long time <clears throat> in warfare with the United States of America, the first Iraq war, the second Iraq war, um, they are utilized in uh, aircraft and tanks. And the reason why is because uranium is an incredibly dense uh, metal. And so if you compare it to like tungsten or, or uh, lead, uh, uranium is way more dense. And so this, this means that you can get more, more weight contained in a smaller radius, which means that your impact radius is much, much larger p- per density. So when it hits an object, right, that impact ratio is going to be much, uh, much different, as well as it's going to be a lot hotter. Because if you have a very, very dense object moving very, very, very fast through the atmosphere, and it's a metal, it's going to heat up, and then it's going to expand. And so when it hits something, it's going to do a lot of damage. Well, not only that, it's depleted uranium. It's a byproduct of refined uranium. So it's massive radiation. These things are radioactive. Okay. So if you remember in the Iraq war, when they were showing like pictures of deformed children and uh, from the American, uh, you know, from the American weapons and stuff like this, this, this is where it's from. It's from the depleted uranium rounds. So the U S is sending depleted uranium weapons to Ukraine. Ukraine. This, this is not a joke. So I, I want you to listen to this. This is a 14-minute clip. I'm only going to play a few minutes of it. Well, on January 25th, the Biden administration announced that it would be sending Abrams tanks to Ukraine, which is an obvious escalation of this war, something that President Biden said would lead to World War III. Apparently, that is out the window. But maybe lost in this whole story is what type of munitions will be used by these Abrams tanks. Remember those depleted uranium munitions that were found in Iraq, which of course maybe led to all sorts of birth defects in Iraq. We're not going to show you the images because they're absolutely horrible, but you can definitely do an internet or a Google search for depleted uranium birth defects Iraq if you want to seek out what those images look like. You'll see what I'm talking about. They're hard to look at. 
We might be seeing similar scenes playing out in Ukraine before long. Redacted correspondent Dan Cohen has this story. Dan, this is an obvious escalation. What did you find out about these munitions and about these Abrams tanks? Yeah, Clayton. So when these tank deliveries were announced, the White House was asked in a background press briefing if it would be sending depleted uranium munitions. And the senior official that was on the line demurred and said, quote, I'm not going to get into the technical specifics. But a look at the federal procurement register shows two contracts for depleted uranium, 120 millimeter armor piercing M829A4 munitions. These are made specifically for Abrams tanks. These contracts were first reported by the Bulgarian journalist Diliana Gaitancheva, who frankly is doing better reporting uh, on, the, on the U.S. than most of or all of even the mainstream media. Yeah, she's amazing. What's is, she's, she's fantastic and, and doesn't, you know, just doesn't get the credit she deserves. What's especially notable about this is that these contract tenders were listed in uh, October and December, months before the Biden administration had announced it would be sending these uh, 31 Abrams tanks. Um, so it's it's kind of suspicious timing here. Yeah, wait a minute. So these these are the munitions procurement contracts, and these were from October, and months ahead of time. We just learned in January, January 25th, as we just said that they were going to be and it seemed like they were hemming and hawing on this will we send abrams tanks we don't think we're going to we're not going to do this so sort of back and forth but these contracts predate the the announcement of the abrams tanks by months all right the contracts for the du rounds for the abram tanks being sent to ukraine the contracts yeah. for the munitions yeah. months in advance they were ordered mm-hmm. now of course. Here's the thing is there's a lot of controversy over depleted uranium rounds. Uh, Geneva Conventions, international tri- uh, tri- uh, tribunals and, and institutions have come out against these things. Uh, there's been you know various different promises never use them because they are incredibly harmful. The fact that DU rounds are being sent to Ukraine for the Abram tanks, this is a, provoc- a provocation of war with the U.S. against Russia. Okay. Because of the type of round, specifically? Because of the type of round, but yes, it's it's going to piss Russia off to no end. Russia's going to look to destroy these tanks before they ever fire a shot. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting. Uh, one of the points you made here is that this all happened months ago, or the groundwork was laid out months ago, the contracts, the plan, if you will. Well, and- yeah, so DOD acquisition actually takes a very, very long time to get things. Of course. Okay. And my point here is this is true with anything you see see happening in China, anything you see happening in Russia, anything you see happening in Canada or U.S., all these big things that are like, hey, tomorrow we're going to do this. This is all planned. This is all just planned. Well, that's yeah, what I'm trying to say yeah. is that this is the 16-year plan delayed for four years, now in full swing. And I, I, I hope not, but it seems like we're going to be heading to World War Three. So we're, yeah. we're going to come back and talk about some of this later on. Uh, we got a, a lot more stuff to get through. Um, but let, let's go to the economy right now. I want to transition into the economic aspect because CPI numbers came out today. 
Uh, just how lagged is the CPI's OER rent and shelter data? Shelter inflation, 7.88%, up 7.5% in December, the highest on record. Rent inflation, 8.56%, up 8.35% in December, the highest on record. And you see those two numbers right there. Whoop. Skyrocketing. Which is telling you that the cost of living is massively increasing throughout the United States. Um, yeah. Do you think it'll start going down yet or do you think it'll keep going up? The cost of living, I don't think, is going to go down. Uh, I think that what happens is, is that you get these corporations that get very, very comfortable at these levels of profit margin. So even as the cost of raw materials goes down, they yep. keep their prices high. And you really yep. never see this bounce back towards normal prices. Yeah, they but, won't reflect it in the actual markets when you go to the store. But if you look at the charts, it says something completely different. Right. I saw this during 2020 yeah. with the V-shaped recovery. Yeah, you, you'll see yeah. like commodities because they're based upon market dynamic, right? You'll see commodities fluctuate. But those commodities that go into real-time production for retail sales, products, these types of things is you won't see them returning back the 2020, 2019 prices ever again. Uh, they're going to keep them inflated because those corporations enjoy those high profit margins and people are adjusted to paying them so they don't care. Um, with home prices, okay, this is a very, very interesting situation right now. I wish I had the video. It was sitting over here a little while ago. I, I don't know what I did to it. Um, but it was discussing... Um, a lot of what we're talking about, the, the inflation on rent prices and how those are going to continue to go up. But also what you're finding out is people are defaulting on their mortgages. People are defaulting on their rents. Okay. He was talking about a $770,000 house that they couldn't rent for $2,500 a month because nobody wanted to rent it. Wow. Okay. Because it was too expensive. So this is typically what happens is when you have this level of inflation increase and the price of goods and services goes up, but pay remains the same. When you don't have a pay increase, then you're going to have this gap that exists between the price of goods and services and cost of living and what people are actually making and bringing home to where they're just not able to afford anything. And this exasperates yeah. homelessness, this exasperates foreclosures, and this is just the beginning. So we're gonna see this as the beginning of something that potentially could come in the next few months or the next year or so. So I know, I know, Don, you just sent me over uh, Benjamin Fulford. Benjamin Fulford is an interesting character. I understand he's got a lot of interesting connections. Um, yeah, that, that could be possible. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll Maybe we'll touch on that when we get to it. I appreciate it, though. Thank you for sending that to me. Um, so energy and housing and cost of living expenses are really important. Um, energy, we talked about this yesterday, the war of attrition. Of how yeah. Russia and China, the BRICS nations, are playing this war of attrition against the United States of America, against the Western nations. And one of the things were to basically um, squeeze the natural resources out of the United States of America. Basically get you to deplete your strategic petroleum reserve. Well, that's exactly what we've seen. The U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve is the lowest since November 1983. 
The Biden administration will drain 26 million barrels more from this SPR. The daily consumption is roughly 20 million barrels per day. So the SPR will be reduced to just 17 days of consumption and down roughly 50% from its highs. So the only reason gas prices are right now consistently low, not lower than they were under Trump. They're still double or not double, but a dollar to dollar fifty higher than they were under Trump. But the reason that they're not five or six dollars right now is because he's depleting the strategic petroleum reserve, which is reserved for national defense interests. If we went to war tomorrow and we can no longer get oil and gas from overseas and we don't have the infrastructure built here, what do we do? We go to our strategic petroleum reserve. That's going to yep. get us through the war. Nope. I thought we couldn't tap into it unless we were in war. I think we're kind of in the war closet right now. It's it's such a gray zone. Uh, when they developed these things in the 1950s under uh, like the War Powers Acts and stuff, that was the original intention was to make sure that we have that in the sense of wartime and that only during a, a point of national emergency or war they could use it. Now, you got to remember, Biden has declared that this whole oil energy crisis the because of the Ukraine war is a is a, an emergency. So national this is why security. you can see it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and then people are like, well, you know what, man, I, I'll just get away from gas and I'll switch to EVs, electronic vehicles. And I love how they say, for some EV owners. No, this is all EV owners. (laughs) Recharging is now more costly than filling up. And, uh, yeah, how about this? There's a video out there of a guy who just bought his brand new Tesla truck. Yeah. And he went and filled it up, right? Because they have the little thing. It's like a gas handle and you plug it in. And for 40 (laughs) minutes, for 40 minutes, he got 20 minutes of drive time. And it cost him $25. Where if that was a vehicle, okay, $25 would be a half a tank of gas that gets you about 220 miles. And it would take less than one minute to fill up. Yeah, man. Uh, isn't it funny how, like, with uh, this crappy energy that they're trying to switch to electricity, they make the handle look like a gas nozzle and mm-hmm. the same thing with like all the fake food they try to make it look like real meat and all this nobody wants it none well, of it they always well, try to make this? it look like the better thing that everybody wants yeah with those ev charging stations you have this yeah. like big thick long cable that looks like the mm-hmm. the the tube that the gas would come through Pretty you know much, what happens yeah. when you cut that open right you could sell it for 10 bucks of it's, it's like it's like an 18 gauge <laughs> copper wire it's like the small little copper wire yeah. that's the only thing that's in there it's a waste of money just to have it Maybe. I mean, I, I'd like to see that. Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know. I guess they only need that copper connection, right? Yeah. To charge? I don't know. But, man, that's funny. So it's all just a facade. It is. Wonderland. So population decline in Japan is leading to a huge number of abandoned houses. 13% now and expected to grow to one-third by 2038. Is this the future of Europe and the USA? Also, demographic changes are coming, some without a paywall. Japanese witch house is a sign of rapidly shrinking population. I said, welcome to depopulation. Not only do they want to restructure our political and financial systems, but they want to restructure our population. In other words, greatly reduce it. Now, Japan has had massive problems. You have yeah. more people retiring and on retirement compensation from the government than you have more younger people entering the workforce. People are having children later in life. They're not having as many children. And so they're not renewing or refreshing their population. 
And also, they don't take in many immigrants because they are surrounded by water. So they don't have immigrants ushering in from other nations because it's really, it's a water-isolated country. Um, So Japan is in a very, very dire time. Now, let's go to what Don Maga sent over. And so uh, this is former Japanese minister says he handed over control to the Japanese financial system to American and European oligarchs because Japan was threatened by earthquake machine. And this is coming from Benjamin Fulford. And this is a while ago. Uh, And this is the same reports that we've seen from other people. Let's listen to Benjamin Fulford. And by the way, if people don't know Benjamin Fulford, he's definitely a conspiracy theorist. Um, He says some some wacky, cockamamie stuff, but he's incredibly connected. He he interviewed um uh one of the Rothschilds, like wow. high up there Rothschilds, like sit down interview at the guy's house. Benjamin wow. Fulford is well respected, speaks fluent Japanese. He's uh he's interviewed members of the yakuza, the Japanese wow. mafia. Yeah, he's he's a legit person, but his information is out there, but it's seemingly accurate. Let's wow. listen to what he has to say. Last year, I confronted Heizo Takenaka, the former Japanese finance minister over why he handed over control of the Japanese financial system to a group of American and European oligarchs. He and his envoy told me that it was because Japan had been threatened by an earthquake machine. I did not believe it at the time. However, when I started exposing some of their doings, I was told by the Japanese security police that because of what I had said on places like Rents.com that Niigata City was going to be hit by an earthquake. Two days later, Japan's largest nuclear reactor was the exact epicenter of two earthquakes, both 6.8 in magnitude. And that was too much of a coincidence for me. So I started doing research and found out about HARP. H-A-A-R-P and I realized that they really did know how to make earthquakes and they do it by shooting a billion watt microwave into the ionosphere which is the part of the atmosphere that has a lot of energy in it that pushes the ionosphere up into outer space and then it rebounds and the way it rebounds can cause earthquakes just like an opera singer can break a glass by singing at a certain level or by dragging your fingernails on a blackboard you feel a weird sensation if they adjust the vibration for the rock underneath their target site they can do that all right so that was Benjamin Fulford describing that now that's kind of interesting because if I can find this other one that I wanted to show here it's another right. post by myself uh, from Twitter, and it's incredibly important pertaining to what we're seeing unfolding right now. And let me go into my Twitter, dun, 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 and we can pull it up. And this is where things get interesting because now we're starting to see how not only are these foreign politicians or even local politicians threatened, with blackmail and coercion, their families sure. or being caught in, you know, a, uh, a honeypot. Yes. But now we're seeing something much, much worse. That these people 
are being threatened with these weapons. And so right here, excuse me, I'm going to go to this article. This is from a few days. Romanian senator claims Turkey's earthquake was man-made attack. Right? During her speech to Romanian parliament last week, Senator Diane Lovinovici accused the West of using geological weapons to cause a devastating earthquake in Turkey. It is very clear to me that at this point, things at the international level have gotten out of hand. The fools are playing as God and they think they have won the game. The cause of these demented and psychopathic people who cause wars and cataclysms using unconventional weapons, we humans are just numbers that they are trying to get rid of. And that's her giving the speech right there. We're not going to listen to it like I said yesterday. Now, how about this? This was today. Romania scrambles fighters, fighter jets after detecting suspicious weather balloon in its airspace. Well, that's interesting. So that's at 11.32 a.m. today. Okay. Right before that happened, look what happened. An earthquake of magnitude 5.7 struck Romania on Tuesday, the European Mediterranean Seismological Center said. So, So, yesterday, Romanian senator comes out and says... Hey, they're using harp to hit Turkey. This isn't good. They're using geological weapons. They're psychopaths. They look up in the sky. They see a freaking weather balloon flying by. At the same time, a freaking earthquake occurs. I don't believe in coincidences. That that is come on. That is a little too odd. Fascinating. So, what does that mean? is that these countries are potentially being threatened and coerced by these geological weapons. And yes, these weapons exist. People who say they don't, don't know what they're talking about. And why would a balloon be utilized in that? And I, a focusing I got, mechanism? I don't know. What? I just got this thought. This would make something like Space Force very important for this war. It would. Absolutely. Hmm. Well, how about this? Do, do you know what... Um, I think it's okay to say this. Do you know what one of the first things that will happen in the advent of a uh, um, a nuclear provocation in the sense where nuclear war is almost imminent? Tell me. So instead of working from the ground up in the sense of targets, you're going to work from the sky, oh. space, down. So the first thing that will happen is satellite warfare. Is they'll start destroying each other's satellites because those are relaying the 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 signals for all ICBM directives. And so, let's say that it was like zero hour, DEFCON one, okay? Right. And like nuclear attack is imminent, subs are surfacing. That's when satellites are going to get starting taken out in space. Okay. Right, that's why we have the like the X thirty five B and stuff like that. That's gonna, and China's got their own, and Russia's got their own. So you'll see that happen first, and that's gonna be a major player in that type of warfare. Do you think they'd leave the space station alone? I don't think they give a shit about the space station at that point. It's just destroy any sat any and all satellite. There's like thirty six thousand satellites in. uh, revolution around the Earth. Yeah, that would create. A it's a lot of balloons to be problem. hanging satellites from, right, flat earthers? <laughs> that would create such a huge problem. It would. And, and would so, what would happen down here? 
Internet, ground communication, bloop, gone. It, it seemed like an EMP. Wow. And, yeah, an EMP so. in space would do it as well. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is a very serious situation which is unfolding in the world. All right, let's listen to Jean-Pierre and what she has to, to say. Work the administration officials have said growing real wages is an important marker for the economy. How do you view the setback in today's numbers? So a couple of things. I do want to say that uh, what we have said many times is that we believe that the president's, um, the president's economic plan is indeed working and it's giving people a little breathing room. You heard me say this at the top, how, the, how we have seen, uh, um, you know, how we have seen um, the plan actually working. We see, we're seeing inflation moderate uh, just a bit uh, as we've seen the last couple of months and that is important. And the way that we see things moving forward, we believe uh, that it is uh, uh, that is important to continue to work, to, fin to finish the work that the president has started. And that's what you heard from him uh, very uh, explicitly uh, just uh, just a couple of days ago uh, when just last week when he talked about fumble over your words without actually fumbling over your words and saying something coherent uh, what we have said many times is we believe the president's economic plan is indeed working the numbers came out today to show a monthly decline in real wage growth what does this tell you they're saying, yeah, but you know, like, look at GPD, uh, GDP, look at CPI, look at these other numbers, look at job growth. This goes back to the truth. Is Remember when we were talking about DPI, disposable income, and how that had decreased massively over $1 trillion in the last year? Yeah. Okay. Not only that, is we have real wage decline as well. See, remember what I was just talking about a minute ago is inflation increases the price of goods and services when, in, when the people don't get raises and money doesn't start basically coming into the household as quick as that, then you have a problem. Now we're seeing wage decline and price increase. Mm -hmm. This is not a good situation to be in financially. It is going to ultimately lead to um, global financial collapse. Global financial collapse. Boy, I have plenty of buttons. Yep, that's right. Let's listen to a. Uh... Let's listen to the Nazi talk about AI. And we are just now where we move into the exponential phase. And I agree. Artificial intelligence, but not only artificial intelligence, <clears throat> but also the metaverse new space technologies, and I could go on and on, synthetic biology. Our life in 10 years from now will be completely different, very much affected, and who masters those technologies in some way will be the master of the world. Who masters those technologies will be the master of the world. You want to know what's also truth on that? Is those who def provide a defense to take out those technologies will also be the masters of the world. If you can control those technologies, you become the master of the world. That's the truth. Hey. All right, let's jump in here. 
political targeting much. Wonder if these teachers were subsequently targeted on social media. This is from Dr. Simone Gold. New York City teachers who refused the COVID jab had their fingerprints and personal files sent to the FBI per a recent report. Yikes. You received so you remember how the the CDC or not the CDC, uh, the pharmaceutical companies came out with new codes for yep. hospitals and medical facilities to basically mm-hmm. classify people who deny vaccines. Yeah, I think I might have gotten one of those designations the last time I went to the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I left. I was like, I'm fucking out of here. And I walked out. And I don't think you're supposed to do that. I think they put something on the piece of paper. Well, here's the thing. Yeah. is This is your personal and private information. And if you say, look, mm. uh, you know, you tell your doctor, hey, look, if you put a code down in my record stating that I'm not vaccinated, you're going to have a lawsuit. Because number one, that's a that's a, um, a direct violation of HIPAA law. Because well, they'll go, they'll tell you you're mentally insane. They will. That's what they told me. They're like, you're you're being irrational. You are a conspiracy theorist. And this I was is what like, he was telling you. I'm leaving this woman. Yeah, uh, yeah. Don't go back to that yeah. doctor. Never. Dude, I'm in communist Washington. And you know what she told me, too? She's like, you're going to get the same answer no matter where you go. We all work for the same people, basically, is what she Mm. told me. We all work for the same people. Anywhere you go, they're going to tell you the same thing. And I'm like, all right, I got to go. I'm out of here. Bye. I would be sticking around for that. All right, let me do something real quick. I got to get rid of that. Actually, let's just go down here. Um, Mm. I got to go to DLive real quick. I'm going to go into Pilled. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, Kimberly, you're on that list too. Well, welcome to the club. All right. Scratch it is released. We're going to go to here. We're going to go there. Dude, I, I refuse to go to the doctor now. Unless yeah. I'm dying or need surgery. Or even then, yeah, I might just say, nah. All right, and then the Honestly. chest is opened up. Yeah, man, it, nice. it's some scary stuff with everything that's happening in the world because those doctors could just simply say, uh, he's uh, mentally ill, please restrain him. Yes. And that's Keep the power they have over you. Yeah. Yep. So Sheila G123 just followed. Thank you so much, Sheila G, for the follow. Shannon1313 donated five lemons. Yay, one lemon. X grits, X one ice cream. Thank you so much, Shannon, Sheila. Yay, and grits. All right. Racing Ray42 gifted a can. Thank you so much, Racing Ray. Fringe Dweller donated 117 gold pills. Evening, boys. Been a while. Well, welcome back, Fringe Dweller. Glad to have you. There is a plume of chemicals in the Ohio River, River moving downstream near Huntington, West Virginia right now, per Ohio Department of Natural Resources. Thank you so much for that. I'll check that link out. We'll report on that in a minute. Uh, we have, there is uh, Grismo7 donated three lemons. Shannon1313, three lemons. Thank you, Grismo and Shannon. Vader369 gifted cookies. Thank you so much, Vader369. Babaloo! Babalu donated $75 on Rumble. It doesn't look good, guys. Pray for God's intervention. I agree, Babalu. Thank you so much for that, too. And LED donated three lemons. Thanks so much. Um, thank you guys for all your donations. That's what helps keep the Red Pill Project alive and this all going. Uh, we are talking about here there's a plume of chemicals 
right now in the Ohio River moving downstream near Huntington, West Virginia right now per the Ohio Department of Natural Resources con- press conference. Um, and, and they need to do something about this. And so the Ohio River is, Ohio River is one of the nation's greatest natural resources. Over 30 million people, about 10% of the U.S. population, live in the Ohio River Basin. With numerous public drinking water intakes and industries, the river provides drinking water to 5 million-plus people. Now, That's it, terrible. Yeah, if you go back to what we were just talking about, look, the these chloride, hydrochloride toxins, neurotoxins, latch onto the spike protein and exasperate mm, mm. illness. This is depopulation, people. I mean, welcome to it. They're going to stop at nothing to, to kill as many people as they possibly can because mm. their planet does not involve you and me, especially free thinkers. It seems like it. It's just weird. Somebody said it in the comments, I don't recall, just a few minutes ago. Why are they destroying themselves seemingly as well? Hmm. They wouldn't be doing what they're doing unless they had the antidote. They wouldn't be doing what they're doing if they knew that they couldn't survive. Yep, and Don Mega said, watch the water. Well, you know, I, we can use all the references to that stuff if we want to. Um, and I, I agree. Watch the water. Watch the skies. Sky event, right? A lot of these things are, are interesting how they correlate together. Um, but at the end of the day is I'm not going to be watching the water. I want the water cleaned. You know, I want the water cleaned. I want the, why wasn't this? So as I said, on Stu Peters earlier, and I said, before they exploded that tanker, why didn't they put precautions in place within the Ohio river Valley, within the, the underground aquifers, within the Ohio river? Within wildlife, why wouldn't they make sure that wildlife was contained, right? Like, it's just absolutely absurd. Like, why wouldn't they have ammonium tankers, ammonia tankers, flying over top after the explosion? So, by the way. What does that do? Vinyl chloride is neutralized by ammonia. So, as you have this, so when you have hydrochloric acid and this uh, um, phosgene come up there, Ammonia gas neutralizes it. So why didn't they have big tankers flying over top of it just spraying ammonia gas? Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's fine. But that would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? Because it would stop most of that fallout. They, they definitely didn't think this through and they should have never have exploded that thing. Never. They should have took their chances sent in an autonomous robot to try to go patch the hole that was leaking the pressure because what happened is this vinyl chloride actually boils at room temperature. Yeah. Right? right? And they should have went in there with some... They could have went in there with some, like, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, liquid nitrogen, or maybe they couldn't, but try to freeze it. They could have captured it. a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, they could have captured a lot of it. They could have went in there with a containment team and tried to contain it. A lot of it was contained. Not much of it. Obviously not. The whole tanker no, vinyl was. chloride was blown. They all weren't blown. I think that they... Yeah, they got what they could get out, and then the vinyl chloride so. was blown up. I don't think so. What do you mean I don't, you don't even think, think so. they got out what they could get out. That's they, just they, not what they, I heard. They, they got some stuff out. And then they blew up the vinyl chloride and, and the other uh, dioxins and various other t- chemicals. Damn. 
Yeah. So, yeah, this is this is going to be a ecological disaster. And Don Mega nailed it. Cost versus profit. Okay. Yeah. Right? Cost versus profit. That that's what this was about. This <laughs> yeah, wasn't definitely. about nature. This wasn't about the environment. This wasn't about people. No. This was about how much is it going to cost to do this or how much is it going to cost to do this? Well, it's just easiest to blow this shit up. Yeah, and of course, Greta Greta Thunberg is silent on it because she's not actually for the environment or the yeah. world. She's a puppet. It's just funny how all these uh, ec- ecological hippie companies are all silent. I agree. And one of the uh, reasons that we're all being distracted is Jeffrey Epstein's update and about those John Doe's. The list of names uh, was released today. Now, the interesting thing is, is I didn't see one name on that list that I didn't already know. What about you? Did you see one name on that uh, list? I think that was list, an old list. The one I that was released think, today. Yeah, I don't think that they have the names released mm. of the John Doe's. That's just my assessment. I think that there's a lot of BS going around. And I did this morning. I read the list, too. And there's even like Donald Trump and like people on it. So I was like, OK, what the hell's going on? Well, Donald Trump has actually came out and said he traveled on Epstein's okay. plane twice uh, from Florida, the New York, New York, not the Epstein's Island. OK, so and Epstein wasn't on the plane when he was on it. So um, I think that they put old information out and it's just for clicks. I don't know. Probably. Um, yeah. Well, this was from the Virginia Gofili uh, um, case that this information was released. Yes. But it's basically nothing on that flight manifest was any different than anything we've already seen. I didn't see any new names. Um, Huge 101-page whistleblower document reveals the Biden-Pentagon suppressed concerns about the COVID shot side effects and many soldiers suffered horrifying injuries as a result. So when the Biden regime decided to mandate the COVID vaccine for all U.S. soldiers, ignoring concerns regarding the safety side effects of the shot, a 101-page whistleblower document reveals not only did they act to suppress these worries, but their decision had also devastating health consequences for many of our service members. Um, The report compiled by William Anton was submitted to dozens of members of Senate and the House of Representatives, yet the response from Congress... By and large, has been silent. Many of our representatives who proclaim to care about our military have known about these injuries for months and have done very little to help. And I agree with this. Um, Yeah, this is absolutely horrific. And so Ron Johnson has been the only one that we've seen actually going out there and doing anything about it. And we saw so much so that the Department of the Navy and many other branches of the military were just blanket denial on any vaccine vaccine um, a request for uh, for non vaccination, and wow. in, instead of actually going through the actual military process process, so there is going to be a lot of problems coming about, especially if Congress decides to investigate this. I don't think that they will, though. That's the thing. <sighs> yeah, at this rate, they could sweep everything under the rug and just go straight into all out war. Yep. But, I mean, sorry, the doom and gloom's coming out. Uh, it's only, yeah. So, duh, you think this is, uh, like, this is a surprise in any way? No, but when we talk on this show, we're not just talking to you. Like, I don't know. Love you, j <laughs> but... 
Producer JTAC. Producer JTAC. Like, dude, I already knew that. I know JTAC. It's okay. <laughs> Counterfeit News Network admits to sharp rise in cancer cases among youth, but won't mention turbo cancer, turbo cancer cases caused by the clot shots. So cancer cases have been on a steep incline ever since the, the virus. Clot shots have been jabbed into several billions of people. Uh, the Counterfeit News Network claims cancer deaths are on a decline, but is that because so many of those deaths were labeled died with COVID. Now CNN is saying cancer is strikingly more in young people than ever while they're in their 30s and 40s, but are they just running cover for the Pfizer, Moderna, mRNA, turbo cancer causing jabs since millions of dollars of CNN's advertising comes from Big Pharma? And they're absolutely right. So uh, the turbo cancers that we're seeing, mRNA shots cause a rapid progression of T-cell lymphoma just within days, causing a turbo effect of spreading the cells into the lymph nodes and dramatic increase in gastrointestinal lesions. Uh, spike protein serve as a carcinogen that feeds cancer cells, propelling them uh, to multiply exponentially, invading the rest of the body using the lymph fluid as expressways. This is just horrific. Like now horrific. add, yeah, yeah. Now, now we add chloride neurotoxins into the bit and see what and happens. Guess what that's going to do? It's going to ruin all of the data, which is already really shitty data that we have mm -hmm. to prove that the clot shot is killing people. Now it's going to be even more people dying and they're going to be like, it's not the clot shot when potentially it partially is now because of these chemicals and all the other chemicals in all of our lives. Um, holy mackerel. Yeah, I had another thought. It totally escaped me. <clears throat> well, poker player and Aaron Aduxic caught on hot mm -hmm. mic. Listen to this. He was playing some poker live on TV, and this is what they caught. I've been having chest pain ever since I had that thing. Really? Yeah. Still, you're still having it? Yeah, every time to time. And they're saying that you get hard arteries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I need to go get it checked out. I mean, but ever since, dude, it's just that's horrible. It's been weird. I held out. I held out until like a month ago. Not even a month ago. Oh, is that right? Why did you decide to get it then? Also, I want to come play the World Series. Oh, they didn't have that guideline this right now. Pardon me? They didn't have that. As a foreigner, you can't get into... Oh. Uh, Brian Kim also... So he got... Va that other dude just got vaccinated just to play in the World Series. Ridiculous. Wow. I mean... It's sad. He's like, I it's held sad. out for all the way up until this point because I wanted to come play in the World Series, so I got vaccinated. That's crazy to me. Yep, stupid fuck. Huh. Sad. Interesting, though. Uh, I remembered what I, was, what I was going to say in regards to turbo cancer. The UK is... I read that they're going to start utilizing mRNA vaccines for cancer too. Conveniently. Oh, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, we had an mRNA vaccine that caused cancer. Guess what? We know the, the solution. <laughs> mRNA vaccines. CRISPR technology. Mm -hmm. We will own your DNA. Yeah. Damar Hamlin uh, refuses to disclose the official reason doctors gave him for his heart stopping. That's something I want to stay away from that's something that Pfizer has guaranteed him that they will take care of him for the rest of his life because he's never going to play football again he is what never going to play football again no what they should ask him is how he keeps his face so soft and supple I know right like man <laughs> it's your skincare routine 34 year old 34 year old border patrol agent dead from an expected and sudden heart attack 34 years of age uh, Jose Mercado died suddenly due to the unexpected and sudden heart attack on Saturday this is brought to you by Pfizer we, we need to have that come we need to have like that little thing where I can just, <laughs> oh. like like oh yeah 
bing, and it just, this is brought to you by Pfizer. Scramble the words and change this up, and it says Lucifer. It does, doesn't it? It does. Almost. Pfizer. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. All right. Bird flu may mutate and kill more than 50% of humans who catch it as a result of unprecedented outbreak sweeping mammals, experts, Fear. Cases of killer H5N1 strain have already jumped from birds to foxes and minks. It has sparked concern that the pathogen is one step closer to spreading in humans. Expert warns a new variant could arise that is more harmful to humans. Now, do you want to know what's going to happen? This is what I'm going to tell you is going to happen. They learned their lessons from COVID-19. They're not going to go from lab to human this time. No. They're going to go to lab to bird from bird to to mammal from mammal the human that's yeah, what they're, they're going to do it natural mhm and they get to kill animals too in the process win 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 win, win. win. Oh. they kill the animals they can't eat them you mean they got to yeah. eat our synthetic meat dude <laughs> and then when they're dead they can't eat either god yep. moving Sick. forward the state of new california sends delegates to washington dc uh, a new historic day for the new California. The idea seems strange until it was mentioned that it is following precedent. The state of West Virginia was formed during the Civil War when citizens of the new state didn't agree with the unconstitutional actions of the state of Virginia, which succeeded from the former new country. The courageous men and women of West Virginia stood strong and created a new state according to the U.S. Constitution. The new state was granted statehood during the Civil War. The state of New Car- uh, California is following the same model the new uh, the need for the new california which we've talked about before the declaration of independence stating the the precedents the state splitting process the precedents was set in 1861 when west virginia was split from the confederate virginia as virginia tried to succeed from the union the process begins that when a state legislator first votes to split the state when the measure in the form of resolution passes both the state assembly and the senate it is submitted to the congress both the u.s house of representatives and u.s senate must vote to pass the resolution in order to split the state no state has been brought into the union with uh, who could not demonstrate their ability to self-govern. New California will demonstrate a governed system as modeled by the U.S. Declaration of Independence, Constitution, and Bill of Rights. New California will be the sixth largest state behind New York, bigger than Illinois and Pennsylvania. An estimated 25 to 27 seats in the U.S. House of Representatives will go to New California. Old California will be the second most populous state behind Texas and ahead of Florida. Uh, below is a summary. We're not going to go into that too much, but... Um, they, they took a major step towards the 51st state, setting two delegate representatives in Washington, D.C. to inform, educate, and advocate for statehood. Following the 10th Constitutional Convention in Anaheim on January 13th and 14th, the adoption of the state's Constitution delegate representatives were selected to go to Congress to make the case for statehood. There were seven select delegates selected, five as delegate representatives for the House of Representatives and two delegate senators. All were presented to the new California state legislator and were overwhelmingly elected by both the new California state assembly and Senate. And so this is uh, for Kevin McCarthy, the state of new California seeking entrance into the union of states known as the United States of America and requesting the admissions act be facilitated on behalf of the citizens of the state of new California and create the 51st state. The state of new California seeks admission to the United States on an equal footing with other states. The constitution shall always be Republican in form and shall not be repugnant to the U S constitution or principles of declaration of independence. And it goes on. Now, this is what I've urged people in um, New York state to do as well. 
And I think that this is going to be the beginning of the Civil War in the United States of America. I think that we're going to see these states do this. I think that when Congress denies this, because they're going to, um, that you're going to see those counties basically rise up and say, fuck you. Like, this is happening. Like, it's it's not if, it's a matter of, of, of when. We're not asking you, we're telling you. Right. So, various different propaganda aspects coming out there. Can't we finally strike London? Putin's top TV propagandist calls for missile attacks on Parliament and lashes out at Rishi Sunak and furious ran over Zelensky's UK and EU visit. Uh, this is Vladimir Slyov, uh, who hosts a show on state-owned Russia. One regularly unleashes tirades about how the country should wipe out its enemies with nuclear attacks. <clears throat> and he, he doesn't hold back. This is the same no. guy that says that, like, we're ready for nuclear war. And he's saying that uh, Russia should strike strike Europe. Let's do it. We can take them. And he's yeah, right. They're they pretty can wild take. with their rhetoric. Yep. So from the, uh, the Secretary of Defense, France and Italy decided to supply Ukraine with a new air defense systems. Norway will, Norway will provide Kiev with $7.5 billions over five years and military and other assistance. This is just ridiculous. Yeah, and they what's won. Russia going to do? Just wait. Well, what's Russia going to do? I mean, Russia's losing. Look, l- listen to Millie. <laughs> listen to China Millie. Russia has lost. Mm. They've lost strategically, operationally, and tactically. And they are paying an enormous price on the battlefield. But until Putin ends his war of choice, the international community will continue to support Ukraine with the equipment and capabilities it needs to defend itself. Through this group... We are collectively supporting Ukraine's ability to defend its territory, protect its citizens, and liberate their occupied areas. Russia has lost. All right, so let me ask you this. If Russia lost, why are we sending uh, Abram tanks? Yeah, right. (laughs) Russia lost, so we're sending a whole bunch of tanks over to Ukraine because, you know, Russia already lost. Right. This is insane. Yep. U.S. warranted to defend the Philippines after China deploys lasers at sea. Uh, the, State, the State Department spokesman, Ned Price, in a Tuesday briefing, blasted China's provocative and unsafe interference aimed at disrupting Philippines vessels' lawful operations in the South China Sea. More broadly, the PRC's dangerous operational behavior directly threatens regional peace and stability, infringes upon freedom of navigation in the South China Sea as guaranteed under international law. Specifically, the allegation is that China's Chinese Coast Guard ship used a laser device to temporarily blind the crew of the rival Philippine ship. Okay. <laughs> it was like a laser pointer is what they used. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, new video has emerged from Moscow that reportedly ripped through a car service center near a key Russian military industrial complex has gone viral. Huge fire breaks out by institute that makes cutting edge weaponry in Russia. It was first reported that the actual uh, facility was that which was on fire, but this appears to be right next to it. Uh, this is a strong fire near the Scientific Research Institute of Precision Instruments, where Russia developed and manufactured radio control channels for naval and aviation jet weapons. Um, this has been happening all over the place in Russia. Various different fires starting, very similar to what's happening here as well. Yeah, isn't that strange, man? That makes me wonder if it's a 
us attacking ourselves in a way mm. or if there's actually a war happening through space like what if other people are threatening us with earthquakes and we're destroying their balloons over our country to stop that yeah right well why didn't they just shoot the balloons down with laser beams laser beams it'd be a great test for the new laser beam weapons why are we wasting four hundred thousand dollars sidewinder missiles when we can just you know what would have been cool they should have offered a one million dollar reward for the american who could take it down i bet we would have gotten it down in montana before it got anywhere (laughs) i agree i guarantee somebody in montana would have took that some bitch down Guaranteed it. Guaranteed 20,000 feet is what, four miles? Yeah, we could do it, dude. Four miles? <laughs> I guarantee there's some sniper out there like, I've done bigger shots than that in the Rockies. <laughs> Lolo, uh, yes, we, we I, I know about the nitric acid spill from the truck in Tucson. Appreciate it. Thank you. I, that's it. like one of the last things we're going to touch on. Uh, border Patrol encounters with Chinese nationals at southern border up. 719%. Huh. Let me ask you this. Why why is uh why are Chinese nationals at the southern border? I mean, it, this reminds me of a speech from some certain president in the 60s who said infiltration instead of invasion. Are you sure? They're not like they're not seeking uh help. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, they they immigrated from China all the way north and ended up south. It was yeah, much easier for them to come in through Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> like terrorist, dude. you know, it's like that one uh, that one meme where the guy's like trying to figure out the math of like how Chinese immigrants <laughs> landed at the Mexico border. <laughs> like, border, yeah. <laughs> oh they're just gosh. here for help and asylum. How'd they get to Mexico? <laughs> Did it say Mexican border or Canadian border? <laughs> Southern border. Yeah. And you know, you can see the left right now. They deserve the same thing that every other migrant comes. Give them asylum. They're political prisoners. Then how do they end up in Mexico? <laughs> well, uh, Mexico gives uh, they, they took boats over from Cuba. <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, you cannot get logic from that person. Right. All right, so, and, and I mentioned this earlier, that the U.S. intelligence community's leading explanation for the three most recently unidentified objects was that they're commercial or private in nature. The problem with that is that, listen, nobody is flying anything above the ceiling, okay, where planes fly without an FAA license or a commercial license. Not only that, if those things are, those things would be immediately picked up by aircraft radar and reported none of these ever were so what they're telling you right now about what those objects were over lake huron and so forth is bullshit oh they're just balloons you know how they're swinging it back towards balloons now they're just balloons no they're not Um, and, and talking about what's going Let's on there in uh, East Palestine, let's let's listen to Jesse Waters. Now Jesse and Tucker are all covering this. Thank God. He lives on one side of the tracks where the train crashed and works on the other side. He owns a small engine repair shop and raising money to help his family. Nathan Velez 
is here with us now. So you're not really buying what the public officials are telling you about this. Why are you so suspicious? Well, it's not that I'm suspicious. It's just they haven't really told me anything useful. And when they did tell us, we were already given the okay to go home. So there was people already home, and then they released all of the chemicals that were also within that wreck. Oh, so they told you to return home and then did that controlled explosion? No, 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 no. The, they did the, we were evacuated for that. They released the manifest of what else was burned after we were already home. Now, have you noticed anything crazy? Uh, people are seeing all kinds of wild stuff. Does it smell funky? Uh, is the water all oh, yeah. murky? What are you seeing? Well, the water, it's hard to see because there's a lot of hazmat employees and, and people still cleaning it up. But as far as the smell, that's definitely present. I was, I can't today where we are right now at my shop. This is the first time I've been here in a week. And I was here five minutes and I had a head, I have a headache right now. And you can smell it. Anyone who comes here who hasn't been here can smell it. Your cameraman smelled it. Oh, my God. It gives you a headache. He'll probably have one. Yeah, it's not. And then my house is just across the track. The tracks are right behind me on the other side of that wall. There's a creek, then the, then the train. And my house is on the other side of that, and it smells too. And you can't spend a lot of time here without feeling like crap. And my question is why, if it's okay, if it's safe, and all these people say it's safe, if it's so safe and okay, then why does it hurt? And you have children? I, I do, yeah. I have a, a son and a daughter, a nine-year-old and a, a one-and-a-half-year-old. And they're back in school, or what, what's the plan here? Well, she don't go to school yet, but my son does, and his first, he was, they opened today. Um, but we didn't take them because we are not staying here. We haven't been here. We've been staying at an Airbnb in Canfield. And we couldn't figure out if we could take him back. We contacted the school. And they, we don't have a straight answer because they want us to still be residents. But technically, we still are. Everything's confusing. Everything is pure chaos right now. Oh, my God. All right, listen, I, I hope, Nathan, you get better. And I hope it's not as dangerous as some of these reports are. We hope your family's okay. And this thing gets straightened out because I don't trust what they're telling us. I know you don't either. Thanks so much for joining us. Our next... And this is just the tip of the iceberg. We're talking about dead animals walking out of the forest, fish dead everywhere. Uh, we saw, I had it on my, my Twitter today, right here. I'll, I'll play this one. How about this? We'll go right here. Well, my concerns are for chemicals that I have not been able to find that they have been looking for. Um, they've been looking for volatile organic chemicals, which encompass a large, you know, broad spectrum of chemicals. And the devices that they're looking for them with are called, you know, photoionization devices. However, stuff like phosgene takes a special photoionization uh, device lamp, or it takes a special meter. Um, we're also not talking about dioxins. Uh, we're not talking about some of the other byproducts that were put into the cloud. All right. So he mentioned for the first time on national news, phosgene. I was the only one that's been talking about this for days. Nobody wanted to mention this shit. Now we right. have uh, Sill right there finally mentioning phosgene, uh, saying that they are looking for phosgene, but it's a special technique 
that they have to detect it by. Phosgene is a um, a byproduct of burning vinyl chloride that was a chemical weapon used during World War One. Now, I want to show you this. This is a picture. These are two pictures taken over the sky of East Palestine. Up in the sky. Yes. Those clouds right there are all these dioxins, these neurotoxins. Now, what's interesting about that is clouds are water vapor. Okay? Water vapor. So you have a lot of electrical energy that's flowing through those clouds as they yeah. they can condense up there. Mm-hmm. Um, what you're actually happening happening there is those gases are distributing through all of those clouds and water. Eventually, those clouds will turn into rain and rain down somewhere. This is an ecological disaster greater than you can ever imagine. And, and then you have this aspect of it. The Ohio River is one of the nation's greatest natural resources. Over 30 million people, or about 10% of the U.S. population, population live in the Ohio River Basin with the numerous public drinking water intakes and industries uh, the river provides over 5 million people. And this is coming from the Ohio River. Uh, sorry, the uh, this is coming from people directly from the uh, OEPA. Toxic chemicals from the trans derailment and explosion of East Palestine have been reportedly contaminated the Ohio River as far as West Virginia, a water source of over 5 million people. And this is coming directly from a public news broadcast done by the Ohio uh, EPA. Yes. So think about this. Now, we're going to talk about this probably Friday night with Dr. Talbron. But... You have these chlorine neurotoxins that are now latching onto the spike protein through water. Not even you don't even need high concentrations of it at this point. This is this is going to get bad, guys. And yes, there was an incident in Tucson today of a tanker, uh, a truck getting knocked over and spilling nitric acid all over the place. Now it sounds very very terrible. You have what's known as red fuming nitric oxide. Uh, nitric yes. acid, which is a gas. It's red. It looks horrific. Um, yes, it will fuck you up if you breathe it in directly, but it oxidizes really, really fast and becomes very, very stabilized really fast. So it wasn't a massive concern as all these other things that we're seeing. Um, this is an interesting article that I did see. Yeah. Scientists switch off autism symptoms using $3 epilepsy drug. Scientists are reporting a breakthrough discovery. A $3 pill, epilepsy drug, may be used to switch off autism symptoms in mice, according to a new peer-reviewed study published Tuesday in the Molecular Psychiatry Journal. Um, So the autism spectrum disorder is a complex developmental condition that impacts how the estimated 5.4 million, or 2.2% of adults and 1 in 44 children in the United States perceives and socializes with others as company with abnormalities such as epilepsy and hyperactivity. The team of experts in Germany's Hector Institute for Translational Brain Research find the medications Lamotrigine. An anti-seizure drug first approved for use in the U.S. in 1994 was able to curb behavioral and social problems linked to the disorder. Now their findings are being hyped as the closest thing yet to a potential cure. That's that's pretty that's pretty awesome. I, I'm actually I, I hope that it actually does. But you know what that's the actual awesome. yeah you know what the actual cure would be, Vince? 
Yeah, stopping the cause. Stopping the fucking cause! It's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, that's great for the people that have yeah. already gotten autism, but what about the next people who are in line to get it? And I'm curious on how the hell you identify a mouse with autism, by the way. You give it to um, them. You give them an interview. No. no, you give them autism. You just vaccinate them at, at birth. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and then you feed them a, uh, a high so caloric diet of trans fats. Oh, I'm sorry I laughed at that. That's <laughs> true, man. Oh, my gosh. That's so fucked up. Yep. I'm going to I'm gonna post that on Twitter. The question is, is how did they give the mice <laughs> autism? <laughs> um, PKitty79 donated one lemon, Enlightened Science, one ice cream. Thank you so much, PKitty and Enlightened Science. Little D donated three lemon, PKitty, one lemon, Enlightened Science, one ice cream. Thank you so much, Little D, PKitty, and Enlightened Science. SMR Patriot, two lemons, Recost, two ice cream. RM, RM is celebrating one month substreak. Thank you so much, RMM, uh, RM, RM. Recost at SMR Patriot. Thank you guys all for your donations tonight. Much, much appreciated. You guys are helping keep the Red Pill Project alive. Don't forget tonight we have the uh, Red Pill Project After Dark Q&A that starts one hour from now on socialredpill.com, socialredpill.com. Free to join. Just join up there. You'll see the events tab. Click on that events tab and the Zoom is right there in a Social Red Pill Zoom. I will be on in about an hour. So cool on that one. Don't forget to go on over to redpills.tv and subscribe to what we have going on over there. You can also see all of our uh, subscriber or our, our uh, sponsor and affiliate information over there. Honey Colony, Kirk Elliott, PhD, My Patriot Supply. Please head on over there, redpills.tv. Check that out. Uh, much love, guys. I hope you guys have a great day. Don't forget to check out me on Stu Peter's show earlier today. Have a great day. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow with more Red Pill Projects Daily Dose. Take care. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me Eye Patch McCain. <laughs> I, it's, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know that's the beginning of communism.